Welcome to Wedding and Event Podcast. Frank podcast discussions for event professionals and those planning successful events. With wedding and special event consultant, Toby Dodge of Prepared.com. And Eric Zimmerman, pianist, DJ, and master of ceremonies of ElegantMusic.com. Hello, everyone. The title of this episode is Hierarchy of Event Responsibility, Part 2, Wedding and Event Podcast, Episode 41. To provide a high level of service, I'm sure there's some kind of ratio of service staff hired to the number of guests attending. An example of this is hiring additional staff to provide wine service during dinner. In this episode, Toby recounts a wedding reception having an unexpected change of food service affecting the bride and groom's dinner. Like a house of cards coming down, this affected toasts, music, dancing, and the whole momentum of the event. As fate would have it, there was a guest in attendance, the sister of the groom, who was an event coordinator. She sensed that something was wrong, and in a challenging matter, got up in Toby's face about why this and why that and what are you going to do about it? We can all learn from this situation. And now please enjoy Hierarchy of Event Responsibility, Part 2, Wedding and Event Podcast, Episode 41. I opened the door to the uh, ballroom and I see this person coming at me who was the sister of the groom. Okay. And you can tell that this lady is upset. You can, you can, she hasn't said one word to me, but, you can but read I it. can, yeah. you can read it, uh-huh. her gait, her, her expression. And she comes over to me and truly, I don't think she recognized this, but she got in my space. Really? I mean, mm-hmm. she was within six inches of my nose. Oh boy. <laughs> she says, I do events all the time. What is happening here? Why isn't there wine service? Where is, I mean, she was like a, a, a Gatling gun. Of questions, <laughs> of yes, yes. Well, I, I didn't want to speak ill of the hotel, yeah. yet I wanted to be truthful. And I said there was a little mishap with the service of the main courses for the bride and groom. And the chef did not anticipate uh, the timing as closely as the captain, and therefore we have a lack. I have five people offering wine. I realize that is not what we're normally would be out on the floor, but our host for the evening, which she knew would be the bride and groom, Mm -hmm. had selected not to have a separate wine service at the table. So we are taking five people off the line to do this while our rest of the servers are receiving the food. Right. Well, she was on my tail the entire evening as a result of that. Right. Honestly, I know I could not have done any better than I did. But I honestly, it's it's one of those times that you say to yourself, I did everything (laughs) 
to anticipate. I got confirmation and I got, you know, uh, confirming everything Mm -hmm. at least twice, three times, and it still didn't happen. And then, of course, this throws off the the uh, pattern of the music and the energy because we essentially had gone through our toasts and the couple had made it very clear that they did not want extra toasts until after dinner. They didn't want to interrupt them. And I understood totally. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really have any choice but to do the best we can. Well, that sister came after me at least twice during that 10 minute period. Why hasn't that table gotten any wine? I said, there are eight nuns at that table and they're reframing, refraining from, right. from well, drinking. I, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, not that all necessary nuns don't drink. I'm just saying they happen to be all nuns sitting there. Right. And there were two other uh, tables that. Um, people chose to sit together uh, who do not drink, uh, whether they're recovering or I don't know what the situation, but I was told not to offer wine to those two tables. Oh, okay. And the sister didn't know that. Uh I didn't expect to know that. Wow. So I had to inform her of that. Anyway, I could go on and on about this service, but here is the end result. Everything caught up. The food was great. They danced. Everything was lovely. At the end of the evening, I promised to stay until all of the flowers were picked up, the vases, because they were rented. They were not purchased by the couple. And I trust this location implicitly. However, you never know when a guest doesn't know that and even if you go around and you say which was done to every single table that you are more than welcome to take the flowers please leave the containers at the table because um, the florist will be picking them up sure at the end of the evening even when you make sure of that You are bound to have a couple of people, you know, they've been drinking, having a good time. Maybe they didn't hear you so well. And you have the opportunity that someone could walk away with it. Mm -hmm. So being diligent, I say no matter what, I stay there until that florist picks it up. Or nobody else is in the room, meaning all the guests have left. I leave a note and I text the the florist that I'm leaving the room no one's in it the time and so they realize they're beyond the time they should have been there Mm -hmm. without telling Mm -hmm. them they're late okay which I couldn't do because the guests didn't want to leave and so finally we're a good 40 minutes after when everyone by that time should have left, including the bride and groom. They didn't. But it wasn't like that other story that I told you about at the Beverly Hills Hotel. This was not like that. 
they were just lingering and talking and nobody was bugging them and they didn't care what was going on in the room. They were just kind of having a little talk fest mm-hmm. among uh, a few family members. So there wasn't a lot That's left. That's a good indicator, by the way. It's a good indicator. Of course, that they yeah. had a great time. They had a great time. Nobody wants to leave. Yeah. And so, and the sister was still there and a couple brothers. It was a big family, you know. So I'm just taking things off the tables um, and the sister comes over to me and she literally takes my arm and she says to me, Toby, you've been here long enough. It's time for you to go. And I'm saying to myself, who in the world is she to tell me when I can go or stay? Uh And I looked at her and I said, well, thank you so much for being so considerate. Actually, I have made a promise to the florist that I would stay here until they arrived to make sure that all of their props are accounted for. Mm -hmm. And she looked at me and she says I'm here I'll do it and she literally starts walking out pulling me along she wanted me out of the room now I I didn't fight her and I just uh, said to her I'm going to say goodbye to the bride and groom and I will be out in the lobby putting my emergency bag together. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, I didn't want to disturb the bride and groom because they were talking. The bride came out a little bit later to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told her that her sister-in-law escorted me out. Uh-huh. And she says, oh, she's just that way. And I said, well, my concern is always my couple that I'm working with. Yes. And she said, well, it's okay if you leave. It's no problem. So I left. However, as I'm driving away, I had this sinking feeling. And I said, you know, I'm not sure who this, you know, gal is. But I have a hunch. Maybe she thought I was hanging around to get a tip from the couple okay and i i said to myself oh my god she doesn't know me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is never on my mind you know i mean it's it just isn't uh-huh. i mean i don't know maybe it's protocol for her and what she does or whatever but it just wasn't something i i would think about and I, I laughed to myself, you know, I said, well, either that or she was feeling guilty just looking at me because she realizes maybe she was quite rude to me earlier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, I, some, sometimes those people don't have that um, introspection, you know, and, and understand that they've <laughs> overstepped and they'll justify their, their things and that's so people so there's so there's a person who would have liked to have been in control yes (laughs) who who probably had good intentions but it Mm -hmm. came out poorly that 
you you're right sometimes you don't know who is in charge so what i'm saying to you is if there isn't a a planner there to check in with to make sure everything's okay Mm -hmm. in the ballroom or if there's not somebody at the ceremony or cocktail hour then you have no choice but to find out uh, either from the front desk who's assigned to this event right? and talk to them. Um, Find out. So then I guess we'll have, you know, it's, it's funny. The, there's a, the, the planning process that occurs. And I think that if we were to make an analogy of, uh, of another, you know, or cross-reference another field, uh, let, let's just say uh, television production, mm-hmm. where you have um, a director. Yeah. Above the director, there's a producer. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so there's a producer, director, and then there is the um, anchor. Mm-hmm. And there are the, um, oh, well, between the anchor and the director, there's the cameraman, I guess, right? And the director will go, okay, roll camera two, uh, 30 seconds to the the, the other, the other or whatever. Yeah, the other yeah. thing, you know, 60 seconds to station break, uh, you know, back to the anchor, you know, and, and this type of thing. And so there's someone directing it, and, and the director mm-hmm. indeed is is above uh or not not above but in the future that person is, mm-hmm. is always planning the next thing mm-hmm. and the and the anchor is you know being pointed to you know, okay you 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 go mm-hmm. now and you you speak and then the uh, the teleprompter you know shows mm-hmm. him what he's what he's saying and things like that well uh, i think that in a um in the planning process you know there is the bride who i think is the producer mm-hmm. uh, and then you have the her coordinator, who is the director. Is the director, yes. And and I do understand that the, the catering company is part of uh, is probably one of the most important things. And so uh, it would be up to the the coordinator how to work with the catering, you mm-hmm. know, and 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 that type of thing. And then thank you for 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 putting the entertainment uh, close by. Um, well, you know, it's so funny because um, many people think, what about the photographer? What about the videographer? Well, they're all important. However, somebody has to be the one to announce something. In other words, I believe, you know, I always cue the cue the uh, photographer and vide- uh, videographer ahead of time to make sure they were in the room when we were about to have something happen. Uh, but as a responsible uh, professional, you would hope that they would come to you and say, um, you know, I got to change my battery on my camera. Do I have five minutes? Right. You know, before that. Because it wouldn't be uh, realistic if uh, we didn't have if we didn't have something come up where there's a slight change when a best man decides to pop up and 
and go to the mic, uh, you know, and the videographer is changing his battery or something, or the photographer is changing cameras and, mm-hmm. or stepped out to go to the bathroom and, you know, Hail Mary time. And uh, you text, you run, whatever you have to do to get them, you know, back in the room. Yes. Um, or a father of the bride went to the bathroom. You know, how yeah. dare the father of the bride go to the bathroom without asking my permission? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's very dangerous for me to see a, an item on an itinerary and just say, well, okay, and at now please welcome the second cousin of the, the brother of the, uh, the uncle. And, <laughs> and then... That person's not in the room, and I've just oh. made—I've just called everybody's attention to this event, yes. and then that person's not there. Uh, uh-uh. yeah. you know, and so that's I why I—I I can spot a, a good coordinator for me, somebody mm-hmm. who is, um, who's there that sets sets up and tells me what to do. I love being told what to do. <laughs> I mean, I'll take the initiative myself. Yeah. But yeah. and and the way I do that is making sure that person's in the room before I yes and that yes. The, the next three people I said please stay in the room you know you're going to be yeah. next and then you're after that person and right. I just kind of like right. make sure they're there because yeah. sometimes a, a coordinator is too busy uh, with other things you know that and and I don't you, know what you just you don't know I don't know what they're however they're however with. here's something and I realize not everyone can do this mm-hmm. however. What I think someone would say I am guilty of is that I overcompensated. In other words, during an event, even prior to, if I'm with the bride, then I have somebody in the ceremony area. There's somebody in the cocktail area. There's somebody in the reception area. Now that's crazy. I realize. No, but have you got However, all these spa- these plates are spinning in the air, and you've got to make I know, sure. I know. However, mm-hmm. uh, many people would say, "Well, why why aren't you in the reception? Because that's where all the money is going, as far as the setup and the lighting and all of that." Okay, here's my philosophy. The most important thing I can do is to make sure I have a happy couple because whatever they're feeling will disseminate to everybody else that's that is for sure very true if I've done my homework correctly if I've had a walkthrough with all the major players or a conversation that since if everyone knows the building or the room and we've exchanged diagrams and we've spoken and everybody knows when everybody is is coming the reason I put somebody there is because they're my eyes and they know what to expect and if something changes or there's a problem they can tell me immediately and if necessary I can go to that area that needs proper um, you know adjustment however You've worked with this person, even if it hasn't been on a full service level, you have worked with this person for several months. You've spoken to them. You have a gazillion emails going back and forth and texts and everything. Sure. 
I can't imagine a better feeling than knowing that that person is close and to make sure if they have to iron something or, you know, somebody's button needs to be sewn on or a little girl is panicking for some reason because her basket doesn't look like she was told it was going to look like, you know, it doesn't take much because it gets somebody unhinged. So there's somebody who is now creating that feeling of confidence, being around everybody, making everybody feel that they're important to the entire day and especially the bride and groom, mm -hmm. having that time. And to kind of keep a focus on the photography if they are running late. So at least you can adjust if you need to. Um, because the planners, the one person who should be familiar with the location and realizes where people are coming into and out of so that you have pathways that are good for the bride and groom and not good for the bride and groom. Uh -huh. So, as well as services, whatever. So, once the bride and groom are taking pictures, if they are prior, whether separate or together, then I replace myself with somebody else that was in one of the other areas. Because now I got to be where that ceremony area is going to be. Because it's important that I speak with the officiate, with the music, with if there's lighting or anything else, flowers, whatever's going in there, just to make sure final touch, eagle eye, <laughs> you know, to see, make sure everything is okay. You know, are the seating cards, if we need them for the front two, three rows, are they there and all the other goodies, just to make sure that they're placed. Because I don't care how great an associate or assistant is, ultimately you have the total responsibility as the lead. That's and right. So you have to review everything and make sure the sound check and everything is okay. That's then, right. if there's any pre-ceremony duties as far as signing a ketubah or a license or some other type of cultural uh, uh, activity, you can be a part of that. And then that person uh, can go back to the ceremony area mm -hmm. since the photography has concluded. And then the main person is there to line everybody up, mm -hmm. be a part of that, whatever pre-ceremony activities might still be needed. That person is still in the cocktail area, and the other one is still in the, the reception. However, you always have a second beside yourself, um, probably the person in the cocktail area, who if I needed a second person, if it was a large wedding party, to line them up front and back, mm -hmm. take care of little kids, whatever, you draw them out mm -hmm. for a few minutes to do that. The reason I'm going into such detail is that if you take the time to really orchestrate the hours so that everybody, and that means a minimum of three people with the lead, making total of four, 
you have the, uh, the opportunity to catch things before they become a situation, yeah. a situation in cement that you can't change. Uh-huh. Now, the minimum that those people should be there each is four hours. Normally, six mm. is beneficial. Mm-hmm. And you stagger them so that they're always in an area that's the ceremony two hours ahead, cocktails two hours ahead, and reception four hours ahead. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is the person who set up the reception, by the time you're in there, can leave. Mm-hmm. But you still have the person for the cocktail area that has two more hours Mm -hmm. and they help you through the first two hours to make sure that no one leaves that room without us knowing so we know if they're in the bathroom or somewhere else so in case I have to talk to the catering captain so my eyes are not on everybody Mm -hmm. and if you really have the budget then that cocktail person stays through the end so you at least have one person I've had it where you have buses or limousines and they have to come and go so then you bring actually bring somebody on Mm -hmm. for six hours starting at the um, time that people come into the reception until everybody is gone, meaning clean up and everything, which is six hours from mm-hmm. there. Unless you, you know, have a very large uh, setup, and then sometimes it's a couple days. But the point is, if couples can understand how important it is to have people who know what they're doing, number one, not just bodies standing around you know, Mm -hmm. to tell somebody to do something when they want it done. I don't think that's good enough. They have to know the timeline, the people. They need to know a lot. That's right. They need to have looked at that paperwork, not on the day of, but at least 72 hours ahead to know everything that's important for their time frame and overall. Right. I can't tell you how much that has meant to me. Yes, I make less money. That is true. You having the, that extra staff that extra, and having that longer duration. Yeah. Yes. I would say that, however, as far as my peace of mind. Exactly, peace of mind. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the percentage of greater opportunity for success and um, not running around like a chicken with my head cut off. All the above is so worth it because some people have asked me over the years, well, Toby, how could you have done so many weddings? At one time, I did 50 weddings a year for five years in a row. Mm -hmm. Everyone just shakes their heads. Are you nuts? (laughs) And And I said, no, I had ample assistance yes and because they were all there i could do it 
Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't too taxing is really what I'm saying. So, yes, there there comes a time when there's a diminishing return and you can have too much help. You know, uh-huh. you've got to know what's enough and what's not enough for sure. Right. So when you have that, then I think you're protected on all fronts. And I don't mean that just to for myself, but you're protecting your client the best. You have been listening to Wedding and Event Podcast with Toby Dodge and Eric Zimmerman. If you have a question, comment, or topic suggestion, please call Eric at 626-797-1795 or contact Eric by email, eric at elegantmusic.com. That's E-R-I-C at elegantmusic.com. Contact Toby by email, toby at prepared.com. That's T-O-B-E-Y at P-R-E-P-A-I-R-E-D dot com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and receive a new episode each week. Thank you for listening.